Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. No, Mr. Bojangles, I expect you to dance. This week on the Story Song Podcast. Hey guys, welcome back to the Story Song Podcast. I'm Dan McInerney. I'm Rachel Oaks. And I'm Michael Gazelle. Every episode on this show, we bring you into the wonderful world of a story song. And this week, uh, we're talking about Mr. Bojangles by the Nitty Gritty Dirt Band. Classic. And I'm just going to give you a slight uh, behind the scenes, going to pull back the curtain, as I often like to do. And we have a meeting, uh, you know, we have meetings about the, the, the show, and we talk about the songs that we want to do on the show, and everyone usually brings a couple of songs, and we talk about them, whatever. And uh, Michael said uh, recently on, in, in a meeting, I want to do Mr. Bojangles, um, which we were like, oh, of course, classic, uh, you know, quintessential story song. Um, and also screw you uh, was, was <laughs> what I was what I was saying. Um, and there was uh, basically my point was like, die and go to hell. Uh, Michael. <laughs> um, the reason, of course, being for that reaction is um, the dog up and died. Uh, the dog, the dog up and die. Here's the thing. We constantly do songs where people die. People get hit by trains. Uh, (laughs) they're murdered by Al Capote's gang. Uh, they're murdered by Vicky Lawrence. Like a lot of death and destruction in these (laughs) songs. Murdered by a lake. (laughs) Yeah, sure. (laughs) Uh, a sentient lake murders people. Yeah. I do not care at all. Uh, when that happens in a story song. Do not like the dog dying. Uh, no. Very sad. Don't like to feel sad feelings uh, that this song makes me feel. Any so, animals any animals dying in story songs really hit to the core of us. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, Michael, your rebuttal <laughs> to that? So, all right. <laughs> I'll say this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I 100% agree. (laughs) That is, without question, the saddest part of the song. Um, Mm -hmm. Every time, and we're not even into the lyrics at this point, but every time I hear that part of the song, um, it kind of gets to me. Um, What's funny about that is we don't meet the dog in the song. Right, right. The dog is strictly talked about in memory. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's still unbearably sad. Long dead. 
But yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean the 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 uh, the the fact that makes it even ter- well, well, we'll get there. Right, I'm gonna save it. I'm gonna save my thoughts. <laughs> save it for the show. Save it, it for the show. We're gonna um, let's let's do it backwards. Yeah. Let's let's <laughs> start at the end. Uh, this we're is gonna do it, we're gonna do this like uh, merrily we roll along. Um, <laughs> but before <laughs> but before we do all that. Michael, why don't you tell us the uh, the story of this story song? So, Mr. Bojangles tells the story of our narrator who is in a jail cell in New Orleans. Um, and while he's there, he meets uh, another incarcerated individual uh, who's an older gentleman, um, a former dancer uh, named Mr. Bojangles, who tells him stories about his life on the road. Is he a former dancer or he's just old? Right, he's just been doing it a long time, but he's, he could—I mean—he could still do it. He could still do it, but I don't know that. And we'll get into this in the lyrics, but he—I don't think he does it, um, actively, professionally. Gotcha. He actively, dabbles yeah. now. Now he dabbles. he dabbles. Yeah, he's he's semi-retired. Yeah, semi-retired. <laughs> I mean, this also is—we—we uh, we should put together like a list of the songs that are not about the person that like. Meaning, like this song is called Mr. Bojangles, but the narrator is not Mr. Bojangles. It's not a right, right, right. It's about Mr. Bojangles, but our protagonist is not Mr. Bojangles. So there's so many songs where it's about the person who's next to the the person that the song is about, like the gambler. (laughs) It's about Kenny Rogers sitting next to the gambler. You know, this is this is about the guy who's in the jail cell with Mr. Bojangles. Like, there's a lot of that. You know, there are point of view character. Right, or we should just write a song about somebody else who's in the jail cell watching this guy talk to <laughs> yeah. Mr. Bojangles. It would start. I knew a guy who talked to Bojangles, and he talked to you about how Bojangles would dance. I saw a man yeah. sitting across the jail cell who was talking to some other man. I think his name is Mr. Bojangles. May or may not have been. I wasn't really I wasn't, listening. Yeah, I was. I was doing a I had, Sudoku. I wasn't I had paying my, attention. I had my own thing going on. You guys, it was and so loud rest, in that prison. And then the rest of the song is how hard the Sudoku was. And no, no more mention of Mr. Bojangles. I knew a man Bojangles, and he danced for you in worn-out shoes. Silver hair and ragged shirt and baggy pants The old soft shoe He jumped so high He jumped so high And then he lightly touched down Even though he is semi-retired, um, mm-hmm. he still got it, Eddie. That's the thing. <laughs> yeah. Once you're a dancer, you're always a dancer. Yeah. Right. Well, and then and eventually I, I mean, you I want think, to choreograph, but Well, I think the the contrast of him in the the ragged shirt, the baggy pants, the worn out shoes, right? He's not in a like professional dancer right. outfit, right? He's just right. in his he's just another regular guy clothes, in the jail but, cell. But when he can turn it on, right, exactly. He's just some drunk in the jail cell. But yeah. but then he could he could turn it on at a moment's notice to do like the best dance that you've ever seen. Right. Yeah. 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 And he would jump. He would jump so high, but then he would lightly, lightly touch down. He's, He's not, very good. What I'm trying to say is, Mr. Bojangles was never in stop. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
That's fact, right. he he probably went to stomp and just had his arm crossed the whole time, being like, "They're doing it all wrong. You're not supposed this to stomp." This is too loud. <laughs> this is too loud. It was a lightly touchdown. They're doing the yeah, exact opposite. Doing it. And why do they have so many brooms? Don't they have a crew to do that? <laughs> what the heck is going on here? He actually uh, was the original director choreographer of Stump, and he walked out mid rehearsal. He said, "Lightly touchdown." Lightly. I can't. No one's listening to me. I don't. I, I don't want to like hear. This. I don't want to hear you dance. I want to watch you dance. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, okay, so, uh, oh, the, the, I do like, I do want to bring out the, or, or, or mention the worn out shoes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then he does the old soft shoe. Right. That's a kind of dance that I don't, I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I understand exactly what kind of dance I it think, is. But... I think soft shoe is like a, isn't soft shoe, this is, I mean, the answer is probably no, but isn't yeah. soft shoe a little bit like, um, tap dancing without taps, if that makes sense. I so think it's not so. ballet. That makes it's sense. not, it's almost like, it's almost like a, yeah, it's almost like a, like a jazzy, I, I think it, of like Fosse almost. It's in, very in shuffly, right? Shuffly sort of like, kind of, so, yeah, soft shoe. Yeah. 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 You sort of do like, and then you like strike a pose. You know, like I'm doing. That's Vogue. I'm kind of that's doing like a Vogue. Like, that's Vogue. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay, that's not. That's not it. Sorry. Yeah. No, okay. I I thought soft uh, shoe. Was... Okay, I think soft shoe is when you um, you slide was, to wait. the left, then you slide right. to the right, then you slide <laughs> back. Mm, I think that's the electric slide, maybe. Oh, oh, sorry, sorry. But so just so I'm clear, soft, soft shoe your, is when you flap when your you... wings. <laughs> <laughs> when you flap your wings. No, the the way oh. to soft shoe is um to just do it. Mm. Do it. <laughs> Do the hustle. Okay. <laughs> I'm glad we got to the bottom of that. Um, <laughs> Is that not the same? <laughs> Different dance? Great song. And you guys, Three that's lyrics. Right, that's right. And you guys know my opinion on tap dancing, so I'm not even going to get into it. Um, but for just Do we? real quick. Well, for the audience at home, my opinion on tap dancing is why like it it just seems like a weird thing hold on it just seems like a weird thing where we all decided like i put some loud metal things on my feet and i'm gonna tap around a whole bunch i understand i understand that it's like a really hard thing to do and it takes a ton of work and to do it well you have to be like really talented i get it but at the same time it's like it's just a bunch of clanking and clacking like it's not. I don't understand why we're all so excited about it. Like it's like clickety clack, click click clack, click click clack. Okay, all right, yeah. I mean, I could put like metal stuff on my feet and make a bunch of clickety clack sounds too. I didn't but know. Just, somebody... I don't understand why it's so exciting. No, I didn't it's know called somebody tapper, could tapper, be... tapper, tapper. Yeah, I didn't know somebody could be so curmudgeony about tap dancing. <laughs> I'm just saying. It's just a bunch of clickety clack. It is. That's what it is. It's just a bunch of clickety clacks. You. Unbelievable. I paid two hundred dollars no. to watch Clickety Clack on stage. <laughs> Unbelievable. Get off I'll, the stage, uh, Savion Glover. I'll say, <laughs> I'll say this, Dan. I have the exact opposite opinion, and that okay. is that everybody every day should have taps on their shoes. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Walking through Grand Central would be amazing. Well, yeah. I mean you just don't you don't want anyone have the ability to sneak up on you that's that's right. what you're mostly concerned about so so dan what you're saying is the old soft shoe is your perfect dance 
Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Well, at least at the very least, it's the same idea, except it's not quite so noisy. I that's my main thing with tap dancing. It's like let's just let's take it down and knock everybody. <laughs> so bit it's a bit too it's a bit too loud for me. That's all yeah. I'm saying. If you're gonna yeah. dance, you gotta do it in slippers. Um <laughs> Dan wants to see the world's most boring production of 42nd Street. <laughs> Come and meet those dancing feet. <laughs> just, just, complete, just completely silent tapping with a bunch of people on stage and an audience going, I don't get it. Yeah. And then me in the background going, woo! That's the way you do Love it. Love it! Um, I mean, I feel about tap dancing like I feel about fireworks, which is the first two fireworks that go off. I'm like, wow, look at that. It was a big explosion and there was a bunch of color. After the third one, I'm like, I got the gist. I get it's just going to be the same thing over and over again. I feel the same way with tap dancing where I'm just like, okay, 10 minutes in, we're still doing a clickety clack. Like there's, you're not, you're not going to show me anything more other than the fact that your shoes go clickety clack. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I wish I just wish the audience at home could see the pure disgust on Rachel's face as I say these things. I like tap dancing. That's Maybe fine. One be- I mean, you watch Gregory Look, I'm Nines not saying, or Sabian I'm not, Glover, and you I'm tell not me saying, that they would be. Listen, they could do they could do soft shoot. They could do anything. But you right. watch Savi- somebody like Savion Glover do a tap dance. That he, I mean, Savion Glover is incredible. You if you watch you would watch Savion Glover and then two minutes in be like ah that's enough Savion I got yeah I'd be I, like, got I got it Savion I got back, it I'll come back when you take those taps off of your shoes and don't do that amazing thing that you do look let me know when you're voguing and I will I'll be I'll be back but otherwise <laughs> well no I'm, I'm all in on that but it's P.S. yeah this I mean you don't go to dancing I know no. <laughs> sorry yeah. Savion Glover. You're just too darn loud. (laughs) (laughs) I met him in a cell in New Orleans, I was down and out. Looked to me to be the eyes of age as the smoke ran out. He talked of life, talked of life. Anyway, as Rachel said, the song is not about tap dancing. So let's move on (laughs) to uh, the next line, which is, I met him in a cell in New Orleans. I was down and out. He looked to me to be the eyes of age as the smoke ran out. Now, we should say, we should say that this is not, this this happened just recently. Right. There is some... Um, some confusion or controversy over what exactly the lyrics are here. I will say that I listened to this song right before we started recording with the lyrics open. And Michael, I think what you have is like the, the like official lyrics. And then you have like the possible other lyrics. I sounds to me like the official lyrics are correct. Yes. In every so, case. Okay. So there are the official lyrics, which are different from the Nitty Gritty Dirt Band lyrics, which we will get into. Okay, so what does that mean? But the ones that you have are, I know we'll get into it, but the ones that we're going to speak about specifically are the Nitty Gritty Gritty Dirt Dirt Band Band lyrics. Yes. That's what Dan is saying. Yes. That's what Dan is saying. 
So you're saying maybe someone else recorded this and and did different lyrics, or? I mean, do you want do you want to do no, spoilers for give... section two? No, no, two, I'm just or... I'm asking you that question. Is that were, were there were there other versions of this with different? Yes. Lyrics? Okay. Yes. All right, that's fine. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Great. Well, then that that cleared it up because okay. yeah, I was like, I don't. This sounds like what they're saying to me. Uh. Okay. So okay. So I met him in a cell in New Orleans. I was down and out. Um. You know, if you're in a in a jail cell, normally, yeah, uh, not doing so great. But he looked to me. <laughs> I met him in a cell in in New Orleans. Uh, I was having the best time. I was doing great. I was in was, fairness. In fairness, I bet you Mardi Gras, and you wind up in a cell in New Orleans. You're not yeah. down and out. You are having the best time. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Depends. Depends on what's going on. But he's yeah. like, I walked yeah. into the cell, and I just hoped that there was somebody who wanted to just chat. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Mr. Bojangles in the song is a little bit like you sit on the train next to somebody, and they're I'm, like, "Hey, how's it going?" It's like, "Oh, this is going to be this is the whole. <laughs> yep. This is going to be the whole train ride, huh?" Yeah. Well, as I was going to say, that's the gambler. Where, like, you know, thankfully Kenny Rogers was uh, open to what the gambler had to tell him. But <laughs> I, I mean, other, you know, it could have been a like. Hey, I, I I see you're out of aces. Actually, I just want to read my book. How about you? Yeah. How about yeah, you leave me just alone? Leave me alone. Um, so you might notice these, also- these headphones that <laughs> not really right. looking for a conversation right now. So this guy, our protagonist of this song, again locks out that Mister Wojangles A has an interesting story to tell, and B can dance his tukus off um, because yeah. he might have got stuck in a cell with like a real annoying guy who just wants to tell him about cryptocurrency or something. And he's like, oh, my God, I don't <laughs> care. Uh, so he got really lucked it. out. I get it. It's the next with, big thing. <laughs> he Ugh. really lucked out with his cellmate uh, that he had, he had some uh, interesting stories to tell. But um, And okay. that Mr. Bojangles would do the old soft shoe. Like, if you well, were stuck in a, a cell who, with a guy who was just doing Fosse dancing, like... Right. <laughs> Yeah, it's amazing on stage, forbid, but if you're God forbid tap dancing, <laughs> it's amazing to that? watch on stage. But if you're in a tiny room with somebody and they're just like doing like Fosse poses over and over right. and like singing Big Spender, like it's just like one. Where like, did you get that hat? Two. Uh, yeah, I'm yeah. gonna snatch that hat off of your head in a minute. Stop touching the brim like that. <laughs> uh, well, and again, I mean, soft shoe in a jail cell is a little bit. That's true. Sure. It's- more palatable. It's the best case scenario. It's yeah. the best case scenario for dancing in a jail cell. <laughs> and you know, I mean, even if again, he is voguing, it's like, oh my god, stop striking the pose. <laughs> There's no room in here. Right. This is not in context. This is not working. Um. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, and this, if not, you know, like again, this guy can dance, give you like, entertainment. What if he was like stuck in a jail cell with a guy who just does like the disappearing thumb trick over and over again? <laughs> and he's like, oh, what? you're like, I know it's the other thumb. Like it's, it's, it's I get you're not it. really. And he's like, no, it's not. Look, huh? Look. <laughs> um, he just says, got okay. your nose. <laughs> um, first well, that's, of all, that's stop, actually a good point. Give me my because, nose back. What? Yeah. No, I just said, give me my nose back. <laughs> stop doing that. We can continue this conversation after you've returned the nose. <laughs> um, but it, it is actually a good thing because, as we'll get into later in the lyrics, um, Mr. Bojangles comes from vaudeville. and Right. Vaudeville routines were like two minutes of some random talent. And yeah, that's true. If you were stuck in a cell for a couple of days with someone who had like one random thing that he could do and he just did it over and over again, that'd get really annoying. Yeah. yeah. Or what if or what if the guy the guy in your jail cell 
was one half of a comedy team that did like a who's on first, <laughs> but it was just him. So he was just doing half of the routine and it didn't make any sense. He was just like, just doing punchlines. Yeah. He's just, yeah, yeah. Or he's, he's the just straight going, man. And right, he's just he's like, ah, like, oh, Sam. Like, they would just be like, there would just be like a 30 second pause and you just go third base. And you're like, I don't understand what that means. That There's make no any context sense. for this. <laughs> don't know what you're uh-huh. saying. <laughs> Look, give me my sides, and then I can do it with you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so what I wanted to say, though, is uh, I was down and out. He looked to me to be the eyes of age. Stop there. Yeah. What does that mean? The eyes of age. Does you know, that just mean semi-retired. He's old? Okay. Does this mean he's old? I think that's what it means. That For okay. a band called the Nitty Gritty Dirt Band, they're really, that, that is a line yeah. to try and I th- say. <laughs> I think... I, I, I think he's older and there's there's wisdom and experience in his eyes. I think it that's what I like get sh- from that yeah. line. I'm sure. It sounds like Shakespearean text. Right. It, it sounds like, I mean, it is such like high language, it feels. Mm-hmm. They seem to me to be the eyes of age. <laughs> or, it do, it, or it could, it does okay, feel like one of those. Okay, fellow, let's move on. Right, it does. Wow, it does. I don't. I don't think anyone's ever used Shakespeare as an insult before. But way to go! <laughs> Is that an insult? It just feels like it comes out of nowhere. I, I also never Hamlet. knew it. Um, I never knew what it meant. I, like I never understood it. I mean, I understood it. Right? Like, I get it. He's old. Right. I guess you need some flowery language in it. This, you can't just be like, "This guy next to me is really old," and everybody's stopping smoking. Um, <laughs> this. Uh, <laughs> This sounds like Shakespeare. Well, well it actually sounds like Christopher Marlowe, but... but right. But when he says... The, the Good ho- history let- joke, Michael. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> when he says the whole line... When you say the whole line, he looked at, to me to be the eyes of age as the smoke ran out. Is that whole thing... Um, what I pictured... I, I, you could take it two ways. You could take it just that it is a smoke-filled cell... And he sees his eyes through the through the smoke as the smoke dissipates, or is it sort of like is is uh is Bojangles smoking, and then as the smoke like ran out of his mouth, he like it kind of gave his eyes this sort of ethereal sort of like eternal knowledge because it was all smoky, like in a sci-fi or fantasy or he just finished novel. a cigarette i don't know um <laughs> well that i mean that was my interpretation was that he was just sort of exhaling smoke when he right. first yeah. saw him um and again the, like the eyes of age it it could be shakespearean it does also it does sound like it could be one of those like southern expressions like oh you got the eyes of age or whatever um just again meaning just that you look old um or that that <laughs> yeah. person is old Oh, bless um, your heart. You've got the say. eyes of age. Well, I do. I then I do, and and I do like the uh, again. I don't know if this is the expression they made up, but it, I do like it because it does sort of beyond just being old. Give it like Michael was saying. You you sort of have that sort of sad soul, like seen it all kind of look to you, right? You right. know what I mean? Like he's he's been through the ringer and back multiple times. He said his name Bojangles and he danced a lick across the cell. Grabbed his pants and feathered stance for we jumped so high. And then he clicked his heels. He let go a laugh. He let go a laugh. 
shook back his clothes all around. Mr. Bojangles, Mr. Bojangles, Mr. Bojangles, dance. Well, first of all, like it or not, this guy's talking. Well, yeah. he, he's, he's not just saying, like, hello, and and by the way, I'll give you a, a little bit of, let me show you what I used to do. He talked of life. Like, right. I mean, every every topic is on is on the table to, to yeah. be discussed. He's just kind of giving, I, I just feel like he's just giving you his life story. You oh, know yeah. what I mean? And maybe they're stuck in this cell for, like, six, eight, ten hours, so they got a yeah. lot of time to kill, and they're just they just start talking. But, yeah, I think he's just he's just telling stories that are blowing this guy's mind. And I don't, yeah, and I, I, I got to say, I don't feel in my personal life when I, when I, like, am on, like, the subway or something and I make eye contact with somebody and they start talking to me, I think, my God, I have to get off of the next stop, whether it's my stop or not. But in right. this, in this song, <laughs> this, he, repeating he talked of life, he talked of life, and combining that with the fact that he's dancing it makes it so much sadder. Everything yeah. that sounds, it could sound happy, right? It could sound happy, but there is such a sadness behind it because right. it seems like he's just like reaching out to make connection with people. So I don't feel like, ugh, enough already with the talking. I'm like, yeah, you could talk. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> no, we're putting ourselves in that, in that, in that situation where, where the minute someone <laughs> says, Hi to you. It's like, all right, enough. Um, no, but yeah. I, I agree. I think like the the repetition of he talked of life, he talked of life, it's it's saying like what kind of a life he's talking of. Like this is somebody right. who has who has been through stuff. Yeah. yeah. And like Dan said, it and and that he just keeps on talking. <laughs> that <laughs> he probably, you know, it's it's this also isn't his first time at the rodeo yeah. in the New Orleans jail cell. So he probably right. there are probably people in there who have heard this his life story over and over and over again. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the narrator's like, well, it was nice chatting with, oh, no, okay, okay, no, more, <laughs> all right. <laughs> well, Did again, I uh, put my bond up yet, anybody? Uh, I've been in here for oh, a little while. This, we're only at 1906. We got a ways to go. All right, let's go. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, obviously I agree with you guys where, you know, if someone starts talking to me on the subway, uh, I'm definitely opening that emergency window and trying to dive out. Um, <laughs> yeah. But um, but you know if you're again if you're going to be stuck in a jail cell, uh, you know, and I I mean I guess you have two choices. You can either wait for the smartphone to be invented, mm-hmm. um, so you can check Twitter, or I which guess they 100 percent just... give you in oh. a in a jail. Cell. Oh, absolutely, yeah, 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 yeah. No. yeah, yeah. You definitely, totally. yeah, yeah. Um, or or you could you just start talking to people because what else are you going to do? What are you going to do? Um, so I get that if you're just like, hey, I mean, I guess you could just tell me your life story for the next two hours, and at least it'll be something <laughs> to do. I'll just pre- I'll pretend it's a podcast. If you could stop and do a uh, do mattress ads uh, every <laughs> half hour, that would be awesome. Really make me feel like I'm in it. <laughs> exactly. Uh, um, yeah, it's basically a radio drama that this guy's yeah, listening yeah. to. Exactly. Um, but then, then he's like, I'm gonna let me do a little dance. I'll show you what, what I what I can do. And imagine, like, you, there's just some old bum in the cell, right? There's just some dirty old guy, worn-out shoes, baggy pants, he's smoking a cigarette, and then he's like, oh, by the way, let me show you what to do. And he just, just does the most amazing dance. 
yeah. across the jail cell. I just like, imagine what that must what that must be like. Yeah. yeah, it would be incredible. Well, that that also could be getting him into the story where where this guy's telling his life story, and and then he's like, "No, but let me show you." And then he does the dance, and like he's that much more involved. Like, oh right. wow, you right. you really were great. Yeah, there because there there could be doubt before that, and then yeah. he shows him how like how sure, buddy. I'm I'm sure you were a dancer. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> exactly. I mean, it does it does lead you to. I mean, th- this is I, I, not to make this a, a sad podcast, but you know. Oh, Rachel, this is gonna be a sad podcast. Don't worry about that. <laughs> we haven't even gotten to the saddest part for us yet. <laughs> Get the damn dog. <laughs> but when you think about um, people, I mean, we live in New York City. There are a lot of like. Um, People who have, um, you know, who are homeless or have issues, you know, with housing. Sure. And sure, also sure. people who are elderly and who have, you know, uh, uh, difficulty connecting with people. And to know that there's pro- so many of them that have had these full lives and have these things within them that all they need is somebody to connect to, to be able to to sort of show that they have that they are you know that they have something within them it's very sad like you just think about like that's out there like mr bojangles is out there yeah you know what i mean and not you know not specifically but clearly somebody's dog up and died at some point but but there's people there who have this talent and it hasn't a hundred percent gone away you know, it's there somewhere oh, in there. It's just they need somebody to be able to connect to and to be able to bring that out of them and, and, and make that connection. Right. Yeah. Anyway. It's, um, <laughs> it's let's very, talk about the dead dog now. <laughs> it's very hello in there. It's very yes. like everybody everybody has a story. And, um, you know, that, that person that you walk past on the street that you don't give a second thought to. They have a, a whole life. Um, right. Yeah, and if you just gave them that moment to yeah. be able to set to, to look past the um the sort of disbelief or the or the just sort of like pushing aside and give them a chance to be able to say, like, oh no, I did this and here, let me show you. I sing opera or I play the cello or something. Yeah. And it's like wow. And and he's at a point right now, um, clearly down and out, but like where he wouldn't necessarily have been remembered for what he was able to do. Right. Mm-hmm. Given like right. the other circumstances in his life. Um, so it's almost, there's almost like a disbelief of like, Oh, you used to be that. Um, yeah, exactly. That, that you wouldn't necessarily think of if you don't give them the time. Exactly. Right. Yeah. And I mean, what, we're going to talk about this more, but he also, I mean, obviously he's an amazing dancer, uh, but he also has something else uh, that maybe, was uh meant that he could never get to that you know or or well basically what i'm saying is like he was kind of destined to end up in this situation unfortunately but um we can we're gonna get there in a second so i'm gonna gonna table that for the moment um so okay so do we know what a feathered stance is i know there's this is not like (laughs) some weird thing where like the lyrics that they say they're not the lyrics that they sing uh, or I should say they say they are, but like, do we have any idea what a feathered stance is? I mean, you can almost kind of imagine it, right? He yeah. sort of like bows his legs out in a very sort or of- Or like flourishy kind of- Graceful yeah. way, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. And again, like 
all the lyrics that we're questioning are unique <laughs> to the Nitty Gritty Dirt Band version. Okay. So. Well, that's um, on them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they said, what if, what if we change these up a little bit and then someday there's going to be a podcast mm-hmm. and people are just going to be like, what is this? <laughs> it's going to really mess with their format. Uh. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, he jumped so high. And then he clicked his heels. He let go a laugh. He let go. He let go a laugh. Shook back his clothes all around. By the way, I hope every, everyone's heard this song, right? Who's listening right now? Because me yeah. reading these lyrics sound dumb, but in the context right. of the song, they they're heartbreakingly <laughs> melancholy and brilliant. Uh, and, yeah. And, and and yeah, and beautiful. So I just I just want to make sure that you're not like, what is this song? <laughs> so uh, outside of the dog part that we have not even gotten to yet. Yeah, uh, he let go a laugh is is possibly one of the saddest parts of the song for me. There's just something so melancholy uh, about mm-hmm. that line, and especially the repetition of it. Like he let go a laugh. It right. was something that that he That's such a good point. Yeah, he hasn't like he hasn't laughed much. He hasn't. Right. It's something that's been building up, and and he's finally in a place where he's comfortable enough to to let that go or there's there's um a certain guard that he has that he's let down to to let himself laugh with somebody else right yeah there's something so evocative in that phrase of let he let go a laugh whether whether or not he's he's let his guard down or just that that thought of it like it just sort of exploding from him right Right. I, i almost see him as a guy who like actually maybe doesn't have a lot of uh, guards up, right? But in some ways, that's a negative because he just sort of, like, lives moment to moment. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Where he just, like, uh, you know, he, he, like I said, like, he's just sort of, like, whatever, you know, whatever is he's thinking or feeling at that moment just comes out. And so he, you know, he laughs for a moment, but then he's sad <laughs> a second right, later. Right, right. Um, yeah. you know, just depending on, on, on what's going on at the moment. But, um, yeah. So, and again, I mean, just the idea, like he jumped up, he clicked his heels. Um, you know, you can see it, right. He's like, he's, he's getting so high in the air <laughs> and then yeah. clicking his heels, you know, just, just the jump alone would have been like, Oh my God. And then he like clicks his heels <laughs> on top of that. And then he like lands like, you know, like a swan or something like coming yeah. into the water and you're like, what is happening? <laughs> Um, and as he clicks his heels, the guy's like, "Are those taps?" Um, and that, and I love, I love how he keeps talking about him touching his clothes. Right? They keep talking about his pants and the way he's standing, and he shook his clothes all around because he's he's doing all this stuff, but he's just in rags. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, but he's still doing it. He's still acting like he's dressed in a tux or you know or whatever mm-hmm. some like fancy dress, some fancy dance clothes that he'd be wearing. Yeah, that maybe he would have worn in the past. But even though he's in these rags, he's still doing all the motions. Perfect. Right. He still knows his body so well that he can do it, you know, even though, again, he's in a, a jail cell wearing like old clothes. Um, and that's that's great. one of the things that's so interesting about uh, that. He let go a laugh line. Because um, right. everything else is so. I don't want to say performative, but he he is performing. He is. He's, well, it's so precise, yeah. I think. Yeah, he but he's 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 sort of showing off what he could do. He's showing off what he used to do. He and it is he is performing. 
And the he let go a laugh is such a genuine moment where it's the person, not the performer. Right. Uh, yep. Yep. Um, so he says, Mr. Bojangles, Mr. Bojangles, Mr. Bojangles, dance. Um, and just, and, and that, again, that's such a great moment because it's like, it could sound so like obnoxious and like demanding to be like, Hey, dance. But it's, there's a very pleading, um, yeah. feeling to it. Right. Of just like, um, I just, I gotta see it again. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's yeah. You know what I mean? Like it, it's just, you're blowing my mind right now. I just it's cannot funny, believe. Yeah. Cause it gets into it more at the end as well. It's not that, like you said, it's, it's not a, it's not a, yeah, look at this guy. He's dancing. It's just that this is, yeah, it's a pleading. It's ple- like, please dance for us. Now that we've seen it, like we want to see more of it, you know, yeah, right. the joy Believe that it's it, bringing, the joy it's bringing in this, especially in this situation is, is wonderful and helping everyone. Yeah. And it's um, almost, it's almost for him. Like, like, for Mr. Bojangles, like he's he's asking him to dance, and it's 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 almost like somebody giving him permission to dance. Right, right, right. Exactly. You know, like yeah. he's saying, Mr. Bojangles, be who you used to be, be right. who you are. Exactly. Yep. exactly. I, and I like to say yeah. also the the music, the the um the arrangement for this using there's like a lot of banjo, there's a lot of mandolin in it, and mm-hmm. it's it works so perfectly. And the the banjo and the mandolin are very sort of, they could be very sort of peppy sounding, sort of light sounding instruments. Mm-hmm. And that uh, combined with sort of the sadness of this song just sort of messes with your mind. Because the song is very do-ba-do-ba-do-do-do-do. It's, like it's like a little stroll. But as you go, it's a stroll into like the darkness of humanity and and like how sad it can be and like working your way through and finding your way through. You know what I mean? Well, I was going to say it also works. And I was trying to articulate this. I think I just sort of stumbled on something where I think the music, and I don't know what intentional this is, but I think the music sounds like the happy music that he would have danced to. Right. In theory. But Mm -hmm. But I was going to say, but then slowed down. Like it, right. it, you could imagine if this song was like picked up, it would actually like at least the music part of it would would be like sort of a happy fast song you could dance to, but yeah. it's just sort of like it has that sort of like happy mandolin sort of sound, but it's like it's sort of slow and plodding in a good way because it's like right. you know turned down a notch where it's like this is the sad side of it. But and again, I mean, like we'll get into the next part of it, but I mean, in in the past where he was performing, you know, in the South, he's in New Orleans, like the banjo and mandolin that is all sort of uh you you think of that with country music with with southern music with blues uh with bluegrass and things like that you know yeah it's not like a you know you don't really think of banjo and mandolin in like you know in like philadelphia you know what i mean it's (laughs) it's south you know it's a very southern sound and so it brings us into that moment in time where yeah it's very evocative of a time and place Dance for those at minstrel shows and county fairs Throughout the South He spoke through tears of 15 years How his dog and him Traveled about The dog up and died He up and died 
After 20 years, he still grieves. I was going to say one thing real quick. Uh, we, this came up when we did Love Potion Number 9 um, over the word gypsy. Um, and I was a little regretful because I, I seemed a little dismissive of it uh, when I listened back to the episode. Um, we're not going to get into, obviously, the Minstrel Show's part is a little uncomfortable. We're not going to get into it that much, not because we don't care. Uh, obviously, this is important stuff. Guys, we're just not equipped uh, to, right, to, get, right. to get into it. And so I don't yeah. want to make it sound like we don't care. But the only thing to say was, I, I mean, I certainly do not think the Nitty Gritty Dirt Band in any way, shape, or form is, like, endorsing this. I think the point is is that this this goes back to, right, like, this guy, what this guy had to do. I mean, this was just a fact of life. Like, if you were yeah. a performer in the South, right, this is the kind of stuff that you would you would be doing. But it also, yeah, and it also puts it into the certain place in time, right? The, the exactly. That whole line is to say, is to put it at the specific place in time when he was dancing, when right. he was in his height dancing, right? And especially, like, you know, this song comes out in the 70s. Right. Right? So, and it's, oh, 1970, actually. Um, and so it's it's a funny thing to think about um, that, you know, if this guy's been doing it for 40 years, he's going to have been doing it in the 30s, right? In the 20s right. and 30s, when this would have been a super common thing. And well, I, yeah, but I mean, and I think also it it also I mean, we'll, and again, we'll get it. I'm, I'm jumping a bit. But then later yeah. on, they talk about where he performs now. Yes. For tips. So right. all those three things, all those three like um, locations. Place him in a certain time period. Right. So. Right. Right. And obviously we know he's in the South right now. He's in New Orleans. So right. yeah. you, you, you can't get much souther than he can't go, Louisiana. I mean, Florida, but sure. South well, America, but... Antarctica, Dan. Right. Okay. I meant South <laughs> I meant South in a in a certain context, but okay, if you want to get technical about it, sure. He could go dance in Antarctica. Thank you. I'm a you. very literal person. <laughs> he could dance for the penguins. Um how much sadder would it be if he if his entire career was based in Antarctica? Oof! Just like I mean, never had an audience, right? Well, have you? Uh, um, excuse me. Have you ever seen Happy Feet? Uh, yeah, he would have a great audience. They love dancing down there. Absolutely. Well, the penguins are are dancers too. Then it's just competition. That's true. Oh, that's, <laughs> that's <laughs> tough. It's tough to break to break into like the that that circle of uh, penguins. Yeah, dancing. and if you're doing, I mean, and if you're doing penguin dancing, I mean, Dick Van Dyke is just he owns that. So it's yeah. really hard. Oh, he'll come to, down hard to break on into you. That. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you are on uh, his turf. So, all right. So he's dancing uh, throughout the South. Um, so then, oh, here well, it actually, is. I take. Aye. Well, no. Here's the thing, guys. So then the song ends. Um, yeah. It's weird. It just sort of cuts off there. It's really odd. So uh, we're gonna take a quick break. No. Um, <laughs> so he spoke through tears of 15 years. How his dog and him traveled about. The dog up and died. He up and died. After 20 years, he still grieves. That's how you know he's a good man. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's how you know this is a damn good dog. I will say this. First of all, just hearing you read it. <laughs> like, I know. I, got I can't chills. even. <laughs> it's, it's, you know what it is? It's the up and died. Yeah. If, it was, yeah. if the dog died... It would be sad, right? Because first of all, I will say this. I'm going to say this. Look, 
you know, I I am I am an optimist and and a and a practical person, perhaps to a fault. But my first thought, yeah, unless there's tap dancing involved. (laughs) My first thought is, when I hear something like that, my first thought is like, the dog was 15. You got 15 years out of the dog. What more do you want, right? This is dogs don't live that long. Like you got 15 years of dog. But here's what I will say: is if the dog died, dog dies. Sad, obviously. But the up and died definitely makes it. It was a shock, is what I'm saying. It sounds like it's they're the blaming the, it's it sounds like they're blaming the dog. <laughs> what? A little bit. Can you yeah, believe it's, this? It's almost they, like... uh, the dog up and died. <laughs> he just up and died. What is he doing? What it it almost his, sounds like he's we're saying we're running like, a circuit here. Look what this look what the dog did to him. The dog <laughs> left him alone. <laughs> yes. What no, I like He's my act. I, I, what if that was his thing? Was he was just like he ruined the act? Like he was, <laughs> He's got a dog act with no dog. Yeah, he's not grieving the dog. He's grieving his career. No, I don't think that's true. But that's, no, no, no. I always and thought I when it's I, he up and died is like this dog. I don't know what this dog's doing to me. The dog I up think, and died. I think what I think, even though the dog was 15, and Mr. Bridgeangles, no offense, you should have been expecting this. The up and died to me. I don't think he's blaming the dog. I think it came as a surprise. Right. I right. don't think like the dog like one day seemed fine. And then the next day it was gone and he, yeah. he was not ready for it. And maybe like, maybe he just, he never would have been ready for it. Like he loved right. that dog. Yeah. I think, I think it's more but, that. I think it's that he couldn't possibly imagine it happening. Listen, I had a dog that lived until he was 21 years Ugh. old and I was still couldn't believe he died. You know what I mean? Little I mean, guys, by the end it was rough, but yeah. still. I, Rachel, I don't mean to cut you off. We can't go through our dead dog stories. <laughs> we all, we all have. Anyway, welcome to the uh, Dead Dog <laughs> Podcast. Oh, God. Every we're gonna start, time. That's, we're going to start this, right at the beginning, and each person's going to have one episode about their dead dog. I mean, I but, do blame dogs to a certain degree, but every time it's so hard. Why do they have to die? What's the George <laughs> Carlin line? sucks. What's the George oh, Carlin I, line about, about uh, owning a pet? He says, when you, uh, when, you own, when you buy a pet, you're investing in a small tragedy. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Well, he uh, he does have a bit about like his dog dying, and he brings it to the pet store and goes, "Give me another one just like these." Puts it on the counter. He's like, "I don't know. I want another one just like this." He's like, "I don't want to have to change the uh, the pictures on my mirror." <laughs> um, all right. So the dog died uh, at twenty years. I mean, he didn't get another dog. He's still grieving this dog twenty years later. So fifteen well, years they were together, and then twenty years on. Yeah, yeah. He's grieving. Been Twenty years. So it's been still grieving. Yeah. So this dog, he got this dog thirty-five years ago. Right. I think and you know it's bad because he he. I think he brought it up unprompted. He oh, just yeah. started talking about this dog that died twenty yeah. years ago. So it's he, not like, it's this like is the, still top of mind. It's like the him. cellmate was like, "Oh, good dancing." So do you have any pets? <laughs> <laughs> hey, you ever you have a dog die? Talk What's about up? that real quick. Michael, I interrupted you. What were you saying? But I think, I mean, first of all, after 20 years, he still grieves. Good. He should. But I think yeah. he, what's being implied here is that he is still in the same state of grief 20 years later right. that he was the day it happened. Yeah. Um, you- like time hasn't made it easier for him. And this dog was all he had in the world. And, and do you think it also, I mean, 
do you think the dog and and him still grieving 20 years on also is about him being i don't want to say stuck in the past right but him continually reliving uh, his, his the past life you know like yeah. you know what i mean yeah so the dog it's not just about the dog although it should be when you have yeah. a dog grieve forever um but is it also about this is what his life was when he had this dog he was dancing he was doing these right. things they would go about they would do their thing and then the dog right. up and died and then all all hell broke loose right that and was the best life sort of like like the best times he had was with that dog yeah. yes that's when life was good when the dog was there right yeah 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 it's been a it's been a slow slide ever since not not necessarily the dog's fault but when he thinks of the good times the dog is there well, the so. good times ended when the dog up and died. Yeah, well. Yeah. He but never yeah, got I think another it's... dog. <laughs> right. I, or a, I, I even think like, a, what about a guinea pig? Anything. Anything, Something, really. little pet. Some little pet. Turtle. Get a turtle. Pet, pet a turtle shell. That thing's not going <laughs> to up and die. That's no. right. Man, you just, oh. or, or a parrot. Or, <laughs> Get a parrot. Yeah. You're going to have to will that thing to somebody. <laughs> You got a 106-year-old turtle. It was not a good investment. <laughs> uh, How old is this really turtle? Welcome. Between three and 103. I'll take my chances. Uh, whatever. What are, the odds? what are the odds? What are the odds it's over a century old? Uh, um, but no, okay. I, I do think it's that. I think it's, yeah, he's, he's at that moment where he was happy when he had his dog. Yeah. Yeah. And that was his world. That was his life. Yeah. That was that was his. He doesn't he doesn't talk about anybody else except for that dog. The dog is the only other person or right. the only other character. That's true. That he he doesn't mention any other family or point. anything. Yeah, that's the dog. Only friend he had in the world. <sighs> yeah. So uh, let's take a break. So, no, what I wanted uh, to say was... Because uh, I can't right now. Uh, just to reiterate, uh, screw you, Michael. Thanks for bringing us <laughs> <up. laughs> Set a dance now with every chance in honky tonk For drinks and tips But most of the time I spend behind these county bars Because I drink so bit He shook his head shook his head I heard someone ask him please please Mr. Bojangles Mr. Bojangles So I think that's the other thing. Now the question is when does this start? Like is this a is this a post dog dying? I mean it definitely thing? ramps up after the dog. Yeah. Right. So I think that's the other thing I was saying was like, I was saying right. he's amazing dancer, but he is resigned. He's an alcoholic, right? right? He gets so drunk that he ends up in county jail often. Yeah. Um, But he is resigned to that's, this is it. Yeah. I'm not going to stop drinking. He makes a, you know, a little, dr a little joke about, oh, I drink a bit uh, and I end up in jail over it constantly. So he's got this, I mean, he's got this addiction. He's got this mm -hmm. monkey on his back that he cannot break. Right. So he is never, you know, that could have he cost was him never, his career. I think it did. Yeah. I think yeah. that's, yeah. I think it did. Um, unfortunately. 
that no matter how talented he was, this was this was always going to be the other the other side of it. Yeah, I agree. And um I think like like I said at the you know, in the previous section, the honky tonk obviously puts it in the fact that he's older now. Honky tonks are like what, the sixties right. type of situation. Um so and and he says he doesn't say he he dances at honky tonks for tips. He says right. he dances for drinks and tips. Drinks so even that is about, you know, is about this thing that he can't get quite get over. And he's clearly like a regular in the jail cell, you know, right. and he's yeah. so it's it's a cycle that he can't break. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, presumably... I don't want to say I don't want to blame it all on the dog. <laughs> but if that dog didn't up and die, he might have been able to get through it. Well, the problem is that dog was his sponsor. And that that really <laughs> that's true. That really that's threw true. him for a loop. That was tough. He didn't have the dog to, to call yeah. Yeah. when he was tempted. Um, yeah, I mean, like you said, I mean, the fact that he says hockey talks for drinks and tips, the fact that drinks yeah. is first, um, and obviously he's spending those tips on more drinks. Yeah. Um, and he's certainly. not, he's first, the saddest thing is he dances every chance he gets. How many chances does he really get? Mm. And he doesn't, I feel like he's dancing in those county bars and honky tonks. Uh, the same way he's dancing in that jail cell. Right. He's it's not. not yeah, he's yeah, not. Yeah. He's not the act. He's right. not. Yes. He's not on stage. He's dancing for tips. He's not dancing for a salary. Right. Right. Like he's living off of tips. The mar. The marquee outside yes. doesn't say Mr. Bojangles. No. He's. That's he's right. going in there and just dancing. It says Bud Light. Uh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> sure. <laughs> um. Yeah. The, the marquee is a neon sign in the window. That's right. Yeah. And I mean, and also presumably, I mean, if he's spending most of his time in county jail, uh, we can presume he probably doesn't have a fixed residence. Uh, right. Yeah. Right. I think that's so, possible. Yeah. Yeah. So. Oh, Sangha. I mean. We're sang- going to get through it, you guys, together. Just sang- the I mean, three of us and this dog <laughs> I've had for 15 years. <laughs> <laughs> who's gonna li- this who's dog gonna live forever <laughs> yeah this dog i named live forever uh, <laughs> so he shook his head and as he shook his head i heard someone ask him please please um mr bojangles mr bojangles mr bojangles dance but what i want to say is what i love is i heard someone so it's not our narrator yes right it's somebody else who's like mr bojangles I hate to do this, but please, please, can you dance? It would make me so happy to see you dance. But I see, see what I think is, you know, I think he's shaking his head as if, you know, he has the realization that, oh, I've, this is, this is what has, has cost me more in life, right? Is the, right. my, I'm constantly yeah. in this cycle of the jail cell. So shaking his head, sort of like maybe upset at himself or like disappointed in himself and somebody, is reaching out saying trying to pull him back out of that into this sort of happier time. And the right. thing that yeah. gives him happiness, which is the thing that gives him happiness right now, is dancing. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, when he laughs. That's when he finds joy is when he's dancing. Yeah. yeah. The shaking his head is seems one of the things I love about the song is is the repetition of those lines that we talked about earlier, but like he shook his head and as he shook his head. The right. the shaking of his head where he's almost just like, Ugh, what are you gonna do? 
Yeah. This is what yeah. happened. He's resigned. I mean, that's, that he's yeah. resigned. And 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 to me, in in a lot of ways, that's the saddest part, right? He, he has no yes. intention of of breaking out of this pattern. Yeah. And then when someone asks him, please dance, like it's, it's, yeah, to your point, Rachel, like it's bringing him out of it, but it's, it's also, it's, it's giving him another chance. Like there is this recognition of his talent where it's not necessarily somebody who saw him dancing across the cell. Maybe it's somebody who's new in the cell who's like, oh, I recognize this guy. He used to be. He used to be somebody. Yep. He used to be in pictures. He used to be big. Right. <laughs> he is big. It's the tap shoes that got smaller. <laughs> Seriously, that's why he doesn't dance. His, his shoes are too he small. He literally, he can't fit into the tap shoes. Anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know why. I don't know why they make him so damn small. Um, and just the, the fact that the song ends on the word dance. And, yes. And this, this request to dance. You feel like it's, it continues and like he will keep dancing. He just needs somebody to ask him to. Right. And then and that idea of like at the at at the root, right? This is this is what his life is about. Yeah. Like yeah. He, he, he has, is a dancer. Right. That's that's the that's the number one thing. Uh you know, that that again, uh, despite everything else, he 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 just loves to dance and he's yeah. yeah. Damn good at it. Uh from what we're told, so um, all right. Like Nomi uh, Malone from Showgirls. He's a dancer. That's, I mean, <laughs> it's basically the same story. First uh, and foremost, he is a dancer. <laughs> let's do Expanded Universe. Expanded Universe. I mean, I can just start and say, I think this is certainly, do we, do we know where Folsom Prison is? I know the train goes to San Antonio, but does. Folsom's in. California, it's always in California, think, right? Yeah. All right. So I'm going to say right next to a hotel. This, I'm just going to say this is part of the same prison system. I don't know if that's a thing. Yeah. But <laughs> I just decided that it that it's like like Folsom and this prison are like they're like sister colleges. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, these are. Yeah. 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 They. Yeah. You know what they do somehow. when when they have play auditions? They like the actors from from Folsom Prison can can audition for plays at, at this prison. That's right. That's right. And they do yeah, exchange. Yeah, they do prisoner exchange programs too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, yeah. So, um, not to it's a real not prison to town. yeah, <laughs> <laughs> not to keep bringing this up, but since the dog has passed, oh, I feel yeah. like he hangs out a lot with Wildfire. <gasps> oh yeah, oh. maybe he's like right next to Wildfire. Yeah, just running alongside him. Yeah, what a good yeah, like, yeah. Uh, maybe slow a sheep dog. Wildfire, I'm a. I'm a dog. You're a horse. You're much faster. <laughs> wow, he's we a little have sheep a, dog. Yeah. We're going to have a whole sub-universe of, of dead pets. In, uh... <laughs> a ghost menagerie, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Don't think I sit around. My ghost menagerie takes up a great deal of time. <laughs> Ghosts are something you have to take good care of. Oh, God. Um... I do. I mean, one thing that, like, while he's dancing in, in honky tonks, he probably hears people saying, you know, closing time. Mm-hmm. You don't have yeah. to go home, but you can't stay here a lot. Sure. So, and that's he how probably he, he was got there. Right. Uh, well, he, he probably leave. he didn't leave when he was supposed to. Um, 
but he probably was there. He probably heard the dawn of the you don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. He was oh, there yeah. the first time a he bartender was ever said like, that. Yeah, it's a, that's a good line. That's, that's one of the fit. stories he tells. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think, uh, Rex? That's a good joke, right? Rex? Rex? <laughs> Rex? Why are you not answering me, Rex? Rex, Rex sleeping? Oh, you must you must be in a deep sleep, Rex. <laughs> <laughs> what a good pup. Sleeping. <laughs> So How can you sleep through all like this that. noise? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you God, up and fall I'll asleep see. again? Oh, <laughs> uh, I do. I do want to be clear, Michael. I really hate you. I really, genuinely <laughs> do not like you right now. Um, all right, we got any other anything else? Oh yeah, we got a million of them. I mean, when okay. he was when he was at the closing time bar, I'm sure he said he wouldn't leave because he still has one bourbon, one scotch, and one beer to oh, drink. Oh yeah. Oh, I just true. assumed that was what he was ordering. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's probably, all night. Yeah. For his drink, um, for his drinks. He uh, and that's some Pettimore whiskey too. Definitely. Duh. He's definitely yeah. He's definitely getting into the Pettimore whiskey. I, I think <laughs> I think anybody who who drinks anything. In this universe is going to have some, some Pettimore whiskey. I do want to say, by the way, Pettimore whiskey uh, comes from a song called Copperhead Road that we did because I did get a comment. We're like, you guys just mention things on the connections <laughs> and you don't say what they're from. So hey, I do want to say, we're not gonna go back do, and listen to that episode. Yeah, we're not going to do all the work for you. This one's you for the go fans. Back. Okay. Yeah. You yeah, go yeah. back this, and listen to it. We're not spoon feeding are, this to you. Yeah. These are deep Easter eggs. For yeah. the fa- if, if you don't get it, that's your fault. Not yeah. ours. The only we're one we're definitely gonna... not doing a bad job on our show. The only one we're going to give you f- flat out is Pearl, and you know it. Yeah. <laughs> um. Oh uh, yeah. I mean, he's he's. Uh, I mean, there's. Uh, no, I'm, I was going to save that one. Does anybody have any anything else? Yeah. Uh, um. I know. Okay. Yeah. We don't know. Uh, we. I think we know why Mr. Bojangles is in jail at that moment. Um. They don't get into why the narrator was. Um. Yeah. But a song I do believe took place in New Orleans. Um, maybe he was arrested for kissing a cop down on 34th and Vine. Oh, okay. Oh. oh. So he's getting over okay. some Love Potion number nine. He's he's yeah. drying out from Love Potion number nine in the yeah. cell. Okay. Okay, is, I like that. That's solid. That's canon. Yeah, yeah, he is. <laughs> the narrator that's of this canon. song. The narrator of this song is the guy from Little Potion Number 9. That's why yeah, he's in jail. It. He kissed the cop. Love it. Love it. Yep. Love it. Love it. Love it. It's wow, it. what a weekend that guy was having. Really huh? unbelievable. Real busy. <laughs> he, 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 he went from real happy to real sad real fast. Well, he got, yeah. He, he, he got a love potion, and then he met Mr. Bojangles. Wow. Yeah. It's, he, he had a lot going on. That is, um, that it's going to be hard to go back to work on day. Yeah. Um, uh, Rachel, I mean, I... Well, I, I I don't want to say. I hope I'm not stealing yours. Just to say, I th- I think we can, uh, legitimately say. I think we can bring this one back. I think him and Pearl definitely cross paths at some point. Oh, I mean, he, she he has definitely. They hundred percent played the same clubs. He he yeah. has definitely danced at the at the clubs that Pearl has sung, now has has sung at. Now I'm yeah. also wondering if, you know, he he danced at at honky tonks. I wonder if later on, that honky tonk turns into a disco. But not for Bojangles. Oh, <laughs> I like that. And maybe the honky tonk. Maybe one of the steps in Copacabana's history was that it was a yeah. honky tonk, and then it turned to a disco. And I mean, I feel like all the if way he through. was like an old, old timey tap dancer, 
he probably played the Copa. So he probably played the Copa. He might yeah. have been yeah. there. He might have been there the the night that Tony died. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know, Rico shot him. Rico shot Tony, right? That's how it goes. Well, uh, yes. she lost her love and she lost her Tony yeah she lost her Tony yeah, whatever right, Tony. I think yeah but it's not was clear a Tony award. did she lose a Tony award that night <laughs> um, um, yeah. what if the I dog mean, I... was there uh, and that's how the dog died mm, oh don't, don't <laughs> the dog's name that, Tony Michael. yeah stop that oh, the dog's no. name is Tony <laughs> um, <laughs> the only way that Mr. Bojangles by the way could be any sadder is if his real name was Tom Frost Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And called Martha. Mm-hmm. And she was like, mm, no, you don't dance anymore. Uh, no, um, I, I'm like, I, but I don't, cause he, he only, he had one dog, he had one love in his life. And that was that dog. The dog. Yeah. That's so, true. That's true. Unless he's calling a dog from beyond the grave. I don't think. Hello. Hello. Possible. There is this <laughs> rover. <laughs> <laughs> this is Bojangles. He doesn't well, name the dog. Bojangles. Could the dog have been old red? Uh, well, oh. I was going to say, I don't know if it's old red because that doesn't make sense, but I think like, I mean, maybe, maybe like a, a sibling of yeah. this dog because this is a, old that blue. is a dog involving prison. So it does seem like there must be some sort of connection. Yeah. 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 Maybe the dog's name was blue. And in the South. Or, yeah. It definitely feels like, because there's only, a, there's only like what, nine or 10 dogs in the South. So I think, I feel like mm-hmm. they definitely, yeah, yeah, yeah. they got to well, be connected. If it's yeah. two dogs down South, I feel like it's got to be connected. Come on, definitely. come on. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, I mean, we, we mentioned the connection with the gambler and the similarity with the gambler. I mean, like, yeah, yeah. maybe Mr. Bojangles gets out of jail mm. and just, you know, he's like, you know what? I'm getting out of this town. And he takes a train ride. Yeah. yeah. And somebody, Kenny Rogers, Sits next to him and he's like, "Hi, I'm just going to read my newspaper." Well, have I got a story to tell you? <laughs> well, but that, but that's all about gambling, though. He talk, he talk about dancing and a dead dog. What that's I do true. like is potential is potentially our narrator gets out of jail, right, and decides to take a train ride somewhere, and then okay. he sits. He's next to another chatty person. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. Everywhere I go, everyone's. Tell me their life story. Jeez. I just want to listen to my audiobooks. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's dancing. This guy's gambling. Ay, ay, ay. Oh, my God. I'll never get through uh, this this uh, audiobook of Dune before the movie comes out, <laughs> the way people keep talking to me. Um, um, and I do right, feel I think, like all oh, of Mr. Bojangles' stories ended with, those were the days, my friend. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. I like that. Mm-hmm. I like that. All right. Well, let's leave it there. Yeah. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll talk about the history of this song with Story Behind the Story. All right. This episode is brought to you by Tiesta Tea. Guys, if you like drinking tea in the morning, you should give Tiesta Tea a try. Uh, it is a premium loose leaf tea and they sent us some Mm -hmm. and it's great i don't want i don't want you to choose your favorite child but if you had to choose your favorite tiesta tea that you've had so far which is it well i tried maui mango 
passionberry fruit and blueberry wild child and i can't i can't choose they're great i love the mango i felt like i was on a tropical island sure the blueberry wild child it gave me like a warm nice feeling inside so it so it's great and if you like saving money and you like us you can actually go to tstt.com and put in the discount code story song 15 for 15 percent off of your purchase yeah so definitely go to tstt.com put in that story song 15 save money have great tea. It's a great deal. Give it a try. Live loose. All right, we're back. It's time for a story behind the story. How did this story come to be? Michael. Yes, sir. Mr. Bojangles. Uh, I'm not calling Wait, you. Wait, are you talking, yeah, I was wondering. talking Michael, Mr. Bojangles? <laughs> no, I'm not calling you Mr. Bojangles. Mr. Bojangles, please tell us the story of, uh, of how the Mr. Bojangles came to be. The sure. Song. Not the person. Right. <laughs> Um, so Mr. Bojangles was written and originally recorded by Jerry Jeff Walker, um, famous singer songwriter considered a pioneer of outlaw country. Um, he recorded it in 1968. Um, his version went to number 77 on the hot 100. It went to number 51 in Canada. So it was got it. Got it. Got it. So, okay. So this is, I cannot believe it. This, mm-hmm. I cannot believe how often this happens. This is a secret cover. Yes. I had no idea. <laughs> that Unbelievable. It was not, I can't believe yep, it. That it was not by them. Uh, okay. And so that, and that's the lyrics inconsistency where the lyrics yeah. of the song officially are one thing, but then Nitty Gritty Dirt Band, as is their want, is going off course and, and saying other things. Well, there, there's a story so. behind that. Okay. Um, All right. Good. But Well, this is, this is the perfect section for that. Uh, yeah, it's as if it was sto- designed for a story behind something. So, um, Go ahead. so you make a good point in in saying that it's a secret cover. Just keep yeah. that in mind because, um, this checks a bunch of story song podcast boxes. Love it, love it, I love it, and it's amazing. Um, so the song is um often thought to have been inspired by Bill Bojangles Robinson. Um, If you're not familiar with him, he was a vaudeville, Broadway, and film actor, innovative tap dancer. His credits and contributions to the arts are far too many to go into here. Um, But he was a huge star of the early 20th century. Um, Today, he's probably best remembered for films like Stormy Weather, and the films that he did with Shirley Temple, and you'd probably know, uh, or at least be familiar with the staircase dance that he does in The Little Colonel in 1935 with Shirley Temple. Absolutely. Um, But the song is actually not about Bill Robinson. Okay, Okay. never mind Bill Robinson. That that was... (laughs) Thank you. That was... Yeah, yeah. That was like a Sixth Sense twist you just put on us. Yeah, I know, right? It was already... That's when you... And then it's not. That's when you drive down a street. I couldn't say... People people think the song's about Bilbo Jangles Robinson. It's not like <laughs> yeah yeah. Well, here's why fine. they think it's about him. This is like when you drive down well, the street and one you... reason would be <laughs> his name is Bojangles. <laughs> his name is Bojangles, and this song is about a guy yeah. named Mr. Bojangles. So not not much of a leap. But yeah. go on. This Rachel, is like I'm when sorry. you drive down a street and you're like, oh, yeah. this is it, and then you get to a dead end. and You're like, oh, it's not it. Back it up. It looks just like the yeah. place. Back it up. Back it, it up. Back like... it up. It's the yeah, next yeah, one. Exactly. It's exactly. the next turn. Well, I mean, I could have exactly. said people think it's inspired by Bill Bojangles Robinson who was right. the uncle of the guy who wrote the song, but it's not. Like, no, yeah. you have to know that he's sure, a sure, sure, sure. vaudeville performer and a dancer. Um, 
why it's easy to make the mistake. I also but like if the you've way made you the say mistake, it, it you've made like... the mistake. It's wrong. You're wrong. I like that the way the way you say it. It, it sounds like his name is Bilbo Jenkins, mm-hmm. which is also fun yep. for me. So yeah, mm-hmm. that was all. That's literally all I wanted to say. So great. He's a hobbit. <laughs> you, you, you continue. According to Rolling Stone, the inspiration for Mr. Bojangles came from a chance meeting. This is a quote. Uh, the inspiration for Mr. Bojangles came from a chance meeting with a street performer in a New Orleans drunk tank. Okay. That's um, pretty straightforward. Yeah, yeah. That, uh, yeah. Jerry Jeff Walker was in jail and met a street performer. Um, okay. Author Jason Scott writes in American Songwriter, quote, he met a man who had been performing as a street dancer for much of his life. This unnamed gentleman regaled numerous tales about his life and experience that stayed in Walker's mind. Um, and he goes on to quote, um, Jerry Jeff Walker's 1999 memoir called Gypsy Songman, um, where he discusses the writing of the song. Um, and he says, here it came just sort of tumbling out one straight shot down the length of that yellow pad on a night where the rest of the country was listening to the Beatles. I was writing a six eighth waltz about an old man and hope it was a love song. That is see, that's amazing that it says it's about an old man and hope. Mm-hmm. I think that ending of somebody saying "please, please, Mr. Bojangles, Mr. Bojangles, dance." That's the hope part. Is yeah. that people have been like maybe there's like a reinvigoration in him of people really do want to see him dancing and so on. That yeah, makes me the, feel a little better. I'm still mad at him about the dog, but. <laughs> <laughs> The inspiration that his that his dance brings to other people, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Well, and again, I mean, and if I can psychoanalyze a mostly fictional character here, I mean, I think it's also that thought of like, well, yeah, Dan, Mr. that's Bo- what we do. Well, Mister Bojangles can be like, at least I got that one thing. Like, right, if nothing right. else, if nothing else went went right in my life, at least I got one thing right. I, right, I I know how to dance, which I yeah. love to do. So. And no matter where he is, whether right. he's doing it on stage, whether he's like doing it in vaudeville or doing it in a jail right. cell, people want to yeah. see him dance. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Agreed. I know. It's still pretty sad. <laughs> <laughs> Call it hope oh, all you want. Oh, is this song sad, Michael? Sad. I hadn't noticed. This is, is this, <laughs> would you consider this a sad song? I actually, I mean, I'm, I'm just playing along. I think it's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> this is like... I thought Weird Al wrote this. I mean... Yeah, yeah. No, it's great. Super <laughs> funny. No, it's, <laughs> it's the saddest song in the world. Um, so, the Nitty Gritty Dirt Band had the most successful cover of the song in 1971. The song appears on their fourth studio album called Uncle Charlie and His Dog Teddy. Um, just dogs everywhere. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the album went to number 66 on the Billboard charts. It's a country rock album and had country, rock, pop, and bluegrass influences. Mm-hmm. That's it a real contains... nitty-gritty mix. Yeah. It's a real nitty-gritty mix. The album contains a really eclectic collection of tracks. It includes instrumental tracks, spoken word tracks, and a classical piece. Um, the song is Opus 36, arranged for banjo. You don't get hmm. enough of those anymore. No classical banjo pieces. I yeah. mean, I would say you don't get any. 
<laughs> no. Um, but it's a it's really a cool album. Situation. Yeah. Like I wanted to call it a, a concept album, but I don't, I don't know that it is a concept album. It's just, I don't know. It's just, it's hard to define, but it's, yeah. it's really cool the way they, the way they do it. Um, so the Uncle Charlie in the title was actually, um, it refers to a relative of the wife of William McEwen, who is the album's producer and the brother of John McEwen, who is in the band. So he's a real person. Oh. Nice. Um, Uncle Charlie actually appears on two tracks. Um, there's a track called Jesse James, which is a traditional folk song um, that Uncle Charlie sings. It's from a 1963 recording of just him singing. Uh, it sounds like... It, it it sounds like a almost like a reel to reel kind of. It, it, it sounds. It's not like he wasn't in the studio, right? But it almost um, sounds like the, I mean I the the audio because I listened to it the audio of it almost sounds like an old like nineteen thirties recording. It's bizarre. Yes, it's yeah. from nineteen sixty three, but it it sounds I like. I it 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 just feels very old. Yeah. Like it's from seven years from before this album was released, but it just feels like from a whole like other time. It, it feels it feels like a recording you would hear on like Ghost Hunters, where <laughs> there, right there's somebody from the 1800s is sitting here and he's playing the banjo. The next track on the album is called "The Uncle Charlie Interview." Um, it's from the same 1963 recording. And he basically just tells his life story. It's it's short. It's like two minutes long. But he tells his life story about when he was born. Um, and he calls over his dog, Teddy, and makes him sing along as he plays the harmonica. So he's playing the harmonica. The dog is howling. And that track goes directly into Mr. Bojangles. Now sit down. Sit down, Teddy. Now here, I want you to sing. Sing these folks' song. Sing the old rugged cross. Listen. Chord with this now. Yeah. The Mr. Bojangle single was originally released with the Uncle Charlie interview as the lead into the song. Mm -hmm. So the single version was like five, six minutes long because it had that whole spoken word intro. Um, on the single, it was called Prologue, Uncle Charlie and His Dog Teddy. Um, as the song became more popular and it started to go up the charts, they reissued the single without the intro. Mm -hmm. Smart. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no offense, no offense, yeah, Uncle Teddy. But, I mean, Uncle Charlie. Because, I mean, we listened to it and it's, it's fine, but it's also like, it's hard to understand most of what he's saying. So I can't imagine you turning on the radio and hearing that and being like, well, I'll sit through this for a couple <laughs> minutes to see what's coming next. This is the part you can dance to. Yeah. Um, this is really ramping up to something. Uh, it's a really cool concept. Yeah. I wouldn't play it on the radio, but yeah. <laughs> it's cool to hear. So um, and it like creates an experience when you're listening to the record. Yeah, it's interesting to hear. I don't know if I, want, if I need to hear it over and over again. No, I wouldn't put it on the jukebox Once. version, but, right. exactly. you know, it's <laughs> if you're experiencing the album, it's yeah. a cool way to do that. 
I mean, that's definitely something that people are concerned about now is what the jukebox version uh, right. is of. It's 1951, isn't it? Sure. Sure. Just to kind of show you how eclectic the album is, the follow-up single was The House at Pooh Corner, um, which was written by Kenny Loggins. What the heck? What is the Nitty Gritty Dirt Band? Who are you people? What are are you you doing? (laughs) What is happening? Who do you work for? Why would you... Do a cover of the Pooh Corner. None of this makes sense. (laughs) Yeah, it's kind of all over the place. Um, (laughs) But it's a it's a good version of the song. The Kenny Loggins version seems a little bit sort of slower. Theirs is a little bit more upbeat. Um, Sure. So about Loggins and Messina version, I should say. (laughs) What? It's also about Winnie the Pooh. Very yeah. much so, yes. Like, it's fine when Kenny Loggins did it, because wasn't it, like, attached to a Winnie the Pooh movie? No, I think Return to Pooh Corner was. Oh, so he just wrote a song about Winnie the Pooh mm-hmm. for no reason? Or just because he felt like it? <laughs> Come on, guys. All right. Well, now I'm even well, more not confused. no Come reason. On, it was the late 60s well, and people saying, were doing that. But it wasn't like the Walt Disney Corporation was like, By- hey, write us a song. <laughs> By doing that, do you mean drugs, Michael? because <laughs> that's the only reason i can see um, all right all right well now I'm even more confused than i was moments ago uh as to why any of this is happening but all right just as an interesting aside there another single from that album was called some of shelley's blues uh which is actually a really good song uh that song was written by wait for it michael nesmith yes nesmith Nesmith. And an interesting side note to that side note is, um, according to Jeff Hanna from Nitty Gritty Dirt Band, some of Shelley Blues, some of, I can't say it, some of Shelley's Blues is a song they, quote, used to sing with Linda Ronstadt. Nice. Okay. So we got the Nesmith connection. We got the Ronstadt connection. We're all yeah. good. Um, and also... Another side note is uh, Linda Ronstadt and Nitty Gritty Dirt Band would work together again in 1979 on the song An American Dream. That song's great. Such a great song. Yeah. That is a a forgotten. It was a hit at the time, but it's largely forgotten now, or I would say almost entirely forgotten. Uh, But it's great. That's a great song. Yeah, it it went to number 13 on the Hot 100, 16 on the Adult Contemporary, and... 58 on the country charts and number three in Canada, and it is kind of a forgotten hit. So we were talking earlier about the discrepancies in the lyrics between different versions of the songs, but between that, other recordings, and the Nitty Gritty Dirt Band recording. So here's the story about that. According to an interview with the Recording Academy, Jeff Hanna, who did vocals and guitars for the Nitty Gritty Dirt Band, uh, said... Basically, that the band um, at the time was rehearsing in a jukebox warehouse in Long Beach, California. One of the band members' fathers worked there, um, and he was driving home one night, um, Jeff Hanna was, and he heard the very end of a song on the radio Mm -hmm. and thought it was great. He said quote, there was no back announcing on FM, so we had no idea who or what it was. I pulled over the car to listen, and my eyes just welled up. The song really moved me. So. Wow. Everybody thinks it's sad. So, (laughs) 
He gets back to the jukebox warehouse the next day and he tells the band about the song that he heard on the radio um, and thought that it would be a good song for them to record. Uh, Jimmy Ibbotson, who is the guitarist, recognized the song from Jeff Hanna's description. He happened to have a copy of the 45 in his car. Mm. So according to Hanna, quote, when he left Newcastle, Indiana for California, he was given the single by this hippie whom he described as a witch, telling him <laughs> mysteriously, you should have this. Okay. So that's weird. But he just happened to have a copy of the single on him. Right. So they took the single, uh, the 45. They found a record player in the factory where they were rehearsing. And they listened to the song. They transcribed the lyrics. Hannah says, quote, there was no amplification. So we had to listen on these tinny speakers and pull the lyrics as best we could. We actually screwed up a couple of the words on the final record. So they literally just misheard the lyrics and just yeah. didn't know until later on. And they were confident enough to, to wow. be like, this sounds right. Wow. And then all these years later, we're sitting here <laughs> being like, what's a feathered stance? And they're like, and okay, I so don't know either. The so they speakers. just made it up. They just made it up. I yeah. think there was some song we did where somebody literally, I can't remember what it was. I've been trying to think about it. Someone literally just made a mistake. And just said the wrong line while they were recording. And they, yeah, like, and they kept it in. Um, it in. Oh, what was it? Yeah. A hundred percent. I can't remember. Oh, whatever. Hmm. Okay. Somebody go back and listen to all our episodes. We're sure we <laughs> talked about it. Go back. No, you know what? Everybody go back and listen to all our episodes. That's right. Um, yeah, yeah. First, one, first one to find it gets a prize. <laughs> yeah. The prize uh, will we'll, be a thank we'll you. A hearty thank you from us. Um, um, but bonus, it'll really make the uh, Expanded Universe sections pop for you because you'll get all the references, which will be nice. The Nitty Gritty Dirt Band has had several lineup changes since it was formed in 1965. The two consistent members are Jeff Hanna, who played guitars, drums, washboard, and vocals. Yes, I said mm -hmm. washboard. Um, in He's been in the band since 1965. And Jimmy Fadden, um, who plays drums, guitar, harmonica, and vocals, has been in the uh, in the band since 1966. You can't have mm -hmm. a band called the Nitty Gritty Dirt Band and not have a washboard, Michael. Somebody's got to play. Yeah. Come on. Somebody's playing the washboard. Yeah. Um, the current members uh, are, or also include uh, Jim Fotoglow, uh, who's been in the band since 19, uh, who's been in the band since 2016. Um, he's, he was actually a successful singer songwriter before joining Nitty Gritty Dirt Band. Um, Jamie Hanna has been in the band since 2018 and Ross Holmes also since 2018. Um, the lineup between 1963 and 1973, when Mr. Bojangles was recorded, uh, was Jeff Hanna, Jimmy Fadden, Les Thompson, John McEwen, and Jimmy Ibbotson. Mm -hmm. Um, other former members of, so they've had a lot of lineup changes and other yep. former members, uh, include Bernie Ledden, a founding member of the Eagles. And Jackson Brown, who I think sings or something. That's right. Um, he's, yeah. Sure. He does something. I don't know. He's a James Taylor uh, impersonator, right? Yeah. He, he, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, no. Sings a couple what? songs, writes a couple songs. He's, That's right. He runs on empty or something. Yeah. 
Can I say one thing before you move on? Yeah. Mm-hmm. The nice thing about playing the washboard as an instrument is if you did it poorly, who would know? <laughs> Very true. <laughs> so you just be like, yeah, I'm the best washboard player in the world. People be like, I don't know. I mean, here, here, you know sure. what playing the washboard sounds like? A bunch of clickety clacks. <laughs> That's what I'll say. <laughs> Dan, I got you tickets for an all washboard <laughs> tap dancing show. Uh, I hope you enjoy it. Merry Christmas. Uh, that's, <laughs> when, when, when I finally die and go to hell, that's I, the, the devil's going to be like, you know where you're going. Right through, this, right through, right through here. Uh, you're going to want to make a tap left tap at washboards. <laughs> and, yeah. Oh, man. Um, and it is a nine-hour-long show, so yeah, yeah. you'll love it. Yeah, yeah. They don't, they don't get, <laughs> you'll love the they first ten minutes. Only, they only occasionally take breaks to tell you about how their dog died, and then, but that's <laughs> it. Otherwise... It just keeps going. <laughs> Some notable covers include John Denver, Harry Belafonte, Bob Dylan, Neil Diamond, Brenda Lee, Nancy Wilson, and Nina Simone. Mm-hmm. If you've never heard the Nina Simone version, check it out. Like everything that Nina Simone has ever recorded, yeah. it's stunning. Yeah, I can't imagine. Sure. I've never heard it, and I, I, I've never listened to a Nina Simone song and thought, eh, it was fine. You know? <laughs> She's okay. So a song like um, this in the hands of Nina Simone, I mean, come yeah, on. pretty pretty incredible. Um, the song was covered and is famously associated with Sammy Davis Jr. Uh, and it became one of his signature songs. Um, the song was personal to Sammy Davis Jr., who was a dancer, um, and he said in an interview, I'm not sure exactly where the interview is uh, is from, but it was featured in the um, PBS American Masters. Uh, episode on Sammy Davis Jr. He said that he related it to um, great dancers that he had seen disappear due to drugs, alcohol, or changing times. And I think that's related to the line in the song um, that we were talking about, like where he dances at every chance in honky tonks. But like, right. it, I think that's the changing times. And I think, mm-hmm. I think the the fact that you know Mr. Bojangles in the song. I think that's that's where right. where that kind of comes from. And he says in this interview, um, quote, that's my fear that I'll wind up like Bojangles, the Bojangles in the song. Uh, he then said, quote, when I do that number some nights, I said, oh, my God, that's me. That's how I'll be when I'm 70 years old. I'll still be working. I'll be working little joints and I'll talk about what I used to be. And that'll be the end of it. So that's oh, heartbreaking. Sammy. I mean, I saw a documentary on Sammy Davis Jr. and I would—I mean, he started out in basically the same places. I mean, he Mr. was Mr. Bojangles and the song. He just—I mean, he's the successful version of Mr. Bojangles, right? But yeah, he, but he, he was had, a he child a, dancer. I mean, he was started. What's I'm saying? When he was like three years old with his family, and he, and he had a rough time. Yeah. coming up before he was famous, it was—it was bad. So, yeah. So yeah. So and anytime if you've ever heard the recording of him singing Mr. Bojangles or or seen a, a live recording of it he's living that song as he's singing it yes. it's pretty incredible then he'd let go that laugh lord 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 he'd let go laugh shake back his clothes all around that was Mr. Bojangles Mr. Bojangles Mr. Bojangles The man could dance 
And if you're keeping track, the Story Song podcast boxes Let's that we've it. checked Let's are... Checklist. I'm ready. It was a cover song you didn't realize was a cover song. Check. Yeah. It's super sad. Check, check. It was yeah. a last-minute addition to an album that became a huge hit. Oh, yeah. Love it. Uh, band with several lineup changes. <laughs> I, think that, then... I think that's just all the music. But... Oh, yeah. <laughs> anyway. Linda Ronstadt, Michael yeah. Nesmith. Love it. And a ghost dog. Absolutely. Yeah, that's right. Love it. We did ghost it. Animals. Perfection. Perfect. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you, Michael, for that. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll talk about the lesson we learned from this song with Lessons Learned. Hey, gang. Some folks out there have reached out to us with alternate theories on some of the story songs that we've covered or story song expanding universe connections that maybe we missed. And let me tell you, we love getting those messages. For our New Year's special, we're putting out the call. If you think we were wrong in one of our interpretations of some of the lyrics, or there was just a topic that maybe we didn't talk about, or you, you wanted us to talk about more, or you just have a question, please go to our website, storysongpodcast.com, and then click on contact. You can also contact us through Twitter, which is story underscore song, or Instagram, which is story song podcast, or Facebook, which is the story song podcast. Wherever you want, whatever's easiest for you, reach out to us. We'll gather them up, and we definitely want to talk about them on our annual New Year's show. So however you reach out to us, please do. We can't wait to hear from you, and we can't wait to talk about it. All right, we're back. It's time for Lessons Learned. What lesson did we learn from this song? Uh, let's start with Michael. Michael, what lesson did you learn from this song? I learned um, this is actually a really valuable lesson. Dancers drink for free, so <laughs> yes. learn to dance. That's right. <laughs> sure. That's right. And you don't have to pay for your drinks. They'll yeah, they'll yeah. give you tips. And right. they'll give you drinks. Yeah. They'll give you drinks. So yeah, yeah. It's a and real tips, good investment. Yeah. And tips can be exchanged for goods and services, mm-hmm. i.e. drinks. So yeah. Yes, that's right. It's yeah, yeah. And they say, you know, if you do what you love, you'll never work a day in your life. Yep. Mm-hmm. And uh you'll also be drunk twenty four seven. So that's <laughs> yep. that's the right. second part that they don't mention. Um I just want to say, so I'm actually going to use my, I do this occasionally, I'm going to use my lesson space uh, to do just a quick, you know, self-promotion, if that's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, uh, you know, you can go to my website, you can email me, because um, we are taking new signups for my uh, my school of the clickety-clack arts. Um, <laughs> we are teaching uh, tap dance. Uh, we are teaching washboard. Uh-huh. Uh, we are tar- teaching playing in songs where people are, are on typewriters, you know, the like, yep. ding yep. sort of thing. Just mm-hmm. anything that sort of just goes randomly clickety clack. Uh, there, there's a, a lot of options. So you can, you can see the full list on the website. Yep. Uh, but, but go check that out. Uh, we are an accredited university. That's right. Um, uh, in in Bolivia, but um, you know it's 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 still good. And so. you also still have that elective in um, dead dog storytelling, right? <laughs> sure, <laughs> sure, right. sure, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not quite so. clickety clack, but you know. No, but it's you know it's in the same realm. Yeah. So yeah, we're we're trying to expand out. So, uh, Rachel, what'd you learn? Clickety clack University. Your final exam will be playing uh, nine to five <laughs> on the typewriter and washboard. Sure. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, here's what I learned. If you're walking down the street sometime and spot some hollow ancient eyes, you mm-hmm. know, please 
don't just pass him by and stare as if you didn't care. <laughs> Say hello in there. <laughs> hello. You're the worst. Because <laughs> uh. that's, that's two sad songs now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now I'm going to have I hello mean, in there stuck in my head. Uh, also, good advice. Yeah. yeah. Sound yeah. advice. Yeah. I was say, Rachel's giving you an actual <laughs> lesson. <laughs> that's actually I mean, useful. In fairness, <laughs> me and John Prine are. But, yeah. Okay. You know, Fair enough. Together. Fair enough. Uh, Rachel's giving right. an actual lesson. Dan's plugging his college. <laughs> like, <laughs> What are we? Yeah, yeah. Two uh, totally different things. I mean, Michael, it's a vocational school, but let's let's not get <laughs> let's not get technical about it. Uh, guys, thank you so much for listening. Uh, this has been the Story Song Podcast. If you could follow us on the socials like Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, that would be great. And if you could leave us a five star review on Apple Podcasts or Podchaser or Good Pods or wherever you get your podcasts, uh, we would certainly appreciate that. Come on back next week, and we'll read another- it on the show. We will definitely read it on the oh, show. Yeah. Thank you, Michael, for reminding me. Uh, what was I going to say? Oh, come back uh, next week for another <laughs> great story song. Uh, thank you guys again for listening. I'm Dan McInerney. I'm Rachel Oaks. And I'm Michael Gazelle. We'll talk to you next time. Thanks for listening again, and goodbye. Bye. Bye. Dance. Our theme music was written and performed by Jason Flowers. Find him on Twitter at Jason Flowers with a Z. Some of our bumper music was provided by Purple Planet Music. Our logo was designed by Dan Geva. Be sure to like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at story underscore song, and on Instagram at story song podcast. And don't forget to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you find your podcasts. The Story Song Podcast is a proud member of the Pantheon Podcast Network. Go to pantheonpodcasts.com. Thanks for listening. It's the story Cobble them together, pick a word from each one. Yep, that's how I'll do. You are good at turning me on. Okay. <laughs> you should probably ignore that. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.